The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Caveman Trevor. Ooh, ah, ooh, ooh. Hello, scientist caveman Johnny. Ooh, ah, we must ooh, uh, help ooh, ooh, other cave cavemen. We advance ooh, ooh, caveman society. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, we ooh, ooh, must in- invent things. Ooh, 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 I ah, working ah. on it. What, ooh, ooh, what you got? It ooh, ooh, will. Wheel to make thing go. Wheel? What? What do? Uh, is it square shaped? It shaped like circle. What is circle? Like the sun. Shaped like sun. Will I stare at it? Yes. Stare at wheel. It make thing go. I look now. It. It is. Beautiful. This move came in ooh, ooh, for many years. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look, look what uh, ooh, I invented. Ooh, ooh, so it's, bright. Ooh. Ooh, it keep us warm. It, it burned. Uh, I call it ooh, ooh, fire. Ooh, ooh, amazing advancement. Ooh. Ooh, this thing yes. so great. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, oh, t- touch it. Ow! Sorry, had to trick you there. Fire! Hot! 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 Jerk! We still need one more thing to propel society. We accomplished so much. Must do one more. Never enough. We kinda sound like Captain Kirk. We are on the bridge. (laughs) We need to go boldly where no cavemen have gone before. This one (gasps) final thing. Be crowning achievement. I I got it. What is it? I'm going to... It's a thing you can listen to. Yeah, I... We'll call it ooh, ooh, a, a retro. Please. Ooh, the sky is falling. No, no, no. Meteor, meteor. Welcome to Retro Bliss, your home of, I mean, we're home, what are we the home to? I mean, uh, game by game, retro gaming, uh, man, neither one of us have energy. 
<laughs> right, real quick, behind the scenes, uh, I won't get too graphic unless Trevor wants to. But we had another game planned for this episode. Metal Slug X. Yeah, uh, that's still gonna that's gonna be next time. We had to call an audible. If Trevor wants to tell you why, he's more than welcome to. But I don't want to. I was his... pooping my entire body out. Okay, and right, so I, I thought it... being around Johnny and recording in person was not the smartest idea. And I appreciate I appreciate that thought. Uh, so uh, we're doing something else instead because we wanted you guys to have something. We love you, blisters out there, and also uh, we just need to be needed. Yes. <laughs> So literally last night, I'm like, hey, I don't think it's safe to be around each other. So is there something we can do on Switch online? And, uh, and we that's picked a game. what we did. We picked yeah. a game. That's right. And this is what I wanted to play anyway. So I was very happy that we uh, uh, that you said, hey, let's play this game. What game are we talking about today, Trevor? Joe and Mac. We're playing the Super Nintendo version. It also came out in the arcade Around the same time, it was uh, actually joint developed. Uh, Data East did the arcade game, and we're developing the Super Nintendo game at the same time. There's some interesting differences there, but basically all you need to know is if you've played like the Genesis version, that's more like the arcade game. The Super Nintendo version feels a little bit different for sure. And we played the Super Nintendo version. That's what you can play on Switch Online. And uh, yeah. And we know there's a sequel. We did not touch that today. We only played the first one and uh, one thing already that sets this game out of the box is that it's a platformer an action platformer i would say but uh two people can actually play the platforming at the same time yep so that's what we mainly did and i'm very happy to talk about this game did we love it did we hate it uh or are we in the middle you know uh will this be another final fantasy for us i'm glad you brought that up uh I thought like this game was more of a return to form for Retro Bliss, like the simple games we could pick up and play and play together and then just talk about them. Yeah. It's kind of how Retro Bliss started. And we've had some exceptions. I mean, we both love talking about Earthbound and the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, we do better with these games you can sit down and play and form an opinion on pretty quick. Yeah. And we yeah. finally got what we've been asking for, Johnny. We did. We got it. Honestly, deserved it. <laughs> yeah, we got a deserved I don't know if angry is the right word, but very it passionate. Angry. Passionate. It's passionate. Passionate, yes. Yeah. We got a passionate message on our Facebook group, so join us there. Basically telling us, what the crap, guys, with your Final Fantasy VI review. What the yeah. crap. Which we've been waiting on it. I'm surprised it yeah. took this long. Yeah, yeah. It, it really bothers me that more people didn't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah. That actually says more about us that we only got one of those. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> really shows where we stand in the video game... Uh, what, do we, what would you call us? I don't even want to say media, but kind of media. Yeah. <laughs> it shows where we stand and nobody cares what we say. And that's probably how it should be. Uh, this so person go basically check out our said, Patreon. Yeah, get our, go on our Patreon. No, this person basically said, congrats, guys. You're like the one people in video game mm-hmm. media who did not love Final Fantasy VI. So, and know, I get that, right? Like, I know, when a, I know when a movie's coming out and I love that movie. And everybody else loved the movie, but it has like a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes because yeah. like one or two people just didn't like it. Those two people always bugged me. So I get it. I, totally oh, I do get too. It. I do too. And us having absolutely no experience with it growing up or any Final Fantasy game growing up, I can only imagine. Like, I mean, I've heard people like there's those few people that, for example, and I'm convinced they've not even played the games recently, but they genuinely don't like any of the Donkey Kong Country games. Yeah. And I'm thinking, unless you hate platformers, I just don't understand you not at least seeing the quality. But there's some people that actually say they're trash. It's, 
It's like just a couple of people. And yeah. it makes me physically a little bit angry. And it's just yeah. not reasonable. But and you know, Final Fantasy VI is basically untouchable. And so I'm I want to say hashtag proud that we actually have one person passionately tell us how stupid we were. Yeah. And but they but they were also very kind. So no, they're very eloquent uh, about it. Yeah. Which is so. which is what we like. All right. Uh, but we played Joe and Mac. Maybe the Joe and Mac fans will be coming out for us today. We don't know. We'll find it. out. <laughs> There's a lot of them out there, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the most popular famous duos in all pop culture, Joe and Mac. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's Batman and Robin, uh, Frodo and Samwise, uh, and Joe and Mac. <laughs> Palmer and Emerson. Yeah. yeah. Emerson and Palmer. Something. Uh, uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two of the two of the gout, four Beatles, gout, and, gout, and us, and high blood pressure. Yeah, <laughs> those certainly go together for me. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Yeah, I was All really right. sick. I've been really sick the last twenty four hours. I just, oh man. Yeah, you're Ooh. real. You're really uh, uh, being very brave. This is a <laughs> one of the bravest things you've ever done. That and play Halo last night, despite your condition. Yes. Yes. I, I just want people to understand how seriously I do take this podcast. I know this yeah. isn't the episode we promised, but I probably shouldn't be sitting here doing this right now because it could go south, literally. <laughs> well, we'll find out if uh, there's an abrupt... Uh... <laughs> if Johnny ends up doing the rest himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so uh, Joe and Mac, uh, Trevor, I don't have any history with this game. I just have always heard of it, but I never even really played it until today. I haven't either, and um, honestly, there were so many caveman games from like the early 90s Yes, there's and a I confused lot. a lot of them. We played caveman games instead. <laughs> yes, played. yeah, caveman <laughs> games for the NES, which I want to cover on this show. Oh, we will. One. We have to. Yeah. And Big Nose the Caveman, I love that. But I, that. I don't but think he's considered it, uh, a great one. Adventure Island's kind of a caveman, ain't he? That's true. Of? That's why we talked about cavemen before on the show. Yeah, yeah, Adventure Island. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Joe and Mac um is popular for being an arcade game. Again, there's ports that are more like the arcade game, the Genesis version especially. On the Super Nintendo, there was Joe and Mac. Joe and Mac 2 lost in the Tropics, which apparently is a very pricey Super Nintendo game. And then Congo Capers, which is actually a Joe and Mac game. Hmm. Um, and I didn't know that one even existed until recently. So Yeah, but 1 and 2, if you have the Nintendo Switch online or on there on the yeah. Super Nintendo app, and that's how we played the first one. Johnny, now, do you want to... Yeah, go ahead. You can't talk. Good Lord. <laughs> you want to talk about how the game looks? Yeah. Graphics. Let's get. We're into it. Um, it's bright. It's bright. It's colorful. It's colorful. It's pretty detailed. Yeah. And the way I'm talking about it right now, it is one of those games that falls in that strange territory that it's hard to talk about like in big terms because it's not quite beautiful, but it's definitely above average. It's like right yes. in that, man, it's almost beautiful territory, but not quite. Yes. But it's good. It, it looks good. It, it has its own uh, style, like the characters and the, and the dinosaurs all have a certain art style to them, yep. which I definitely appreciate. The, sure. 
I've, somebody I heard was laughing about the animations for your characters for Joe and Mac. Uh-huh. For some reason on the Super Nintendo, they took out one animation. So if you notice when you're just standing still, they look like they're still walking. <laughs> like they don't yeah. stand totally flat, which is kind of awkward. I don't know why they did that. Uh, if I, just watching videos of the Genesis and Super Nintendo version, again, we didn't play the Genesis version, but I feel like there's some things that each do a little better, but overall they look really similar. I don't think graphically there's a huge difference. Um, the most impressive thing graphically are the bosses. They're all detailed yes. and look great. Yes, that's what I was about to say. I thought, I thought the bosses look pretty awesome. And, uh, I mean, we're talking like these are filling up half the screen type bosses. Yeah. So, yeah, they do a good job with those. Yeah, the the enemies look good, but we played, I guess I'll go and say, I think we made it to the eighth of 12 levels. And I think we could have cleared it, but it was just time to record, you know, before yeah. stuff started happening down south. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I will say there's a lot of repetition of enemies. Um, yeah. But they look good. But like the cavemen are in every single level, I think. Um, and the pterodactyls. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like there's many new enemies during the game. What other ones were there, actually, besides those two? Bees. Bees, yeah. The bees show up. And they're annoying. I think that's... Is that it? Is it just pterodactyls and cavemen? I think so. I mean, a caveman will carry different things sometimes. Yeah, but... they'll throw rocks at you and different stuff. Yeah. Huh. I think I... Uh, then the most... Honestly, the they can get pretty bad, but the worst... the Death Causer is definitely the platforming. Yeah, we're getting to that. But... Yeah, we're getting that in gameplay. But uh, how, do you, how do you feel the levels looked and were designed? The, I do think they look good. What threw me off a little bit is like we did a lot of jungle levels in a row but i think the way the game is split up it's really only two main areas there's the jungle top levels then there's like one cave level in between and then there's the fire slash volcano levels and i think that's pretty much it so there's only like three totally different motifs but i don't think any level looked exactly like the one before i think it mixed it up enough that it was okay yeah i'd agree I, with that you know i would have liked more motifs but i kind of appreciate it on the other hand because it stuck with the caveman prehistoric theme and it felt it felt like a continuing journey, like you're just moving on, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I could have used more variety. It definitely an enemy design, even in the backgrounds, but it always looked good. It never looked less than good, and it looked pretty great on a few occasions. So and a lot of and a lot of people with bad dental hygiene can use better <laughs> motif. Wow, I didn't know you were going with that. I was trying to figure out how to get motif with more teeth, but yet not offend any sort of group of people. <laughs> Those are I had to work. Our people. That was, that was a lot of hard work for a joke that was not worth it. No. Which is my not. which is my comedy career in a nutshell. So speaking of uh Chris Rock, um, what do you think about the music? <laughs> a smack. Let's get into it. Side note, he actually issued a public apology to Mr. Rock and everybody uh, later on on his uh, Instagram. Uh, so I guess all is well now. We've dated this episode. If, uh, yep, if you're sure, from yep. the year 2030, uh, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Uh, that's a literal. This is why I thought it was fake at first. No one ever talks about the Oscars afterwards. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
ever. That's how they, because why would you if you're just a normal person, you know, <laughs> if you're not in that business or whatever? Uh, but this actually, I didn't watch the Oscars, I've only seen that part. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm totally fine with it. I, this is a total side tangent. I never watched the Oscars, but I get like really weird, specific curiosities. And I've fallen in love with, I really love the Dune movie, but I especially love the soundtrack. And I've really gone on a Hans Zimmer kick. Who's, I mean, he's amazing anyway. Oh, yeah, he's incredible, yeah. But I was like, if he doesn't win best soundtrack and best sound design for this movie, something's wrong. And he did. So uh, that's all I cared about. Then I saw Will Smith smacking Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but, nice. Nice. Oh, so, uh, I'll go on a side tangent real quick. Um, there's this uh, show on HBO Max called Winning Time, and it's about the uh, Los Angeles Lakers uh, turning into Showtime with Magic Johnson and all of them. The first I've seen now seen the first the first four episodes that just came out. Um, the newest episode I watched it today, and before I started it, I tweeted. Let me I'm gonna look at my tweet so I can quote myself uh, directly into how and you know so that way I don't get misquote what I said here. Uh, I said. About to watch the next episode of Winning Time, the HBO show about the Los Angeles Lakers. Will this episode actually feature more basketball than softcore porn? Either <laughs> way, either way, I win. Um, so uh, the answer to that is uh, it started out with some softcore porn, <laughs> but uh, it had more basketball than that is the episode. Wow. They kind of got it out in the, at the beginning. There's one little bit of it in the middle of it, but uh, by far the least amount and the most amount of basketball this show's ever had was in this episode. <laughs> Took them four episodes to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> and this show about a basketball team. Fantastic. Um. Oh, uh, another side tangent. This is going to be a short episode anyways. Power of the Dog was in front running to win Best Picture. Uh, I watched it while I was in between pooping yesterday uh just because i do like benedict cumberman and yeah. i've heard and jesse acting. Plemons, jesse Plemons, and, and yes. dunce are all good so yes. yeah and cody smith fee who's not a kid anymore uh he might have actually had the best acting in the movie he was fantastic and i probably said his name wrong but hey what was he the kid from it was a good movie i have no idea i have no idea I know Hopefully. you know what you see. I was, I was about to ask you that same question. Oh, I know he was in The Road, but I actually haven't seen The Road movie, but he's in something before. Oh, that. The Road was fantastic. Was he the kid in that? He was the kid, yeah. Oh, well, he's he was amazing in that. The Road's really, really good. The, he might have been the best actor in this movie, The Power of the Dog. But very mild spoilers. There's not much dog in it. And um, <laughs> it is incredibly, incredibly depressing. And well, so uh, was the road. So apparently that guy just picked those kind of movies. <laughs> yeah. I love the road, the book, but I, I'm sure the movies just, I mean, the book the movie, is not depressing too. Yeah. I've read, I've read the book, love the book, despite its depressingness. Uh, and the movie I thought was really good despite its depressingness, but both are depressing. <laughs> Being a good movie for you to watch it. So speaking of the music for Joe and Mac, um, unfortunately, I think there's even less to say than with the graphics. Because, again, there's zero bad about it. There's nothing bad about the music or the sound effects, but it's never, like, uh, slapping, as the people of my age say today. But when, yeah, of, of our age, yeah, they definitely say stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> when the bosses appear, though, the roars and stuff they do are really good. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly good. 
and it, it makes them menacing because like, like we said the bosses are almost all of them are huge except for a couple that are like just fish jumping everywhere <laughs> but <laughs> like dolphins, mostly, sharks whatever those things were very imposing and they're roaring at you and uh the boss music definitely picks up the intensity but mostly the music is just fun hop along happy and does the job but never uh i don't think it ever tries to like get in the way or be the centerpiece it's always just yeah to move the action along which is fine it's just but it's just fine i would say yeah it's definitely not going to make like any top soundtrack list but it's 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 all right it's not awful no uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, but it is at a point where I thought the dinosaur roars were the best part. <laughs> so that just tells you, we'll put it this way. I think there's sometimes we miss a middle tier because there's the tier of music for games of this era, especially where I honestly think they make the game worse. Um, I know we've covered some all real monsters and Bubsy too, which weren't very good games. And I remember the music actually drugged them down and there's been others. And then there's games where the music elevates it. Like, obviously I felt that way about Donkey Kong country. But this is in the middle where it definitely doesn't take away from it, but it just complements it, and it's fine with that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, fine, 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 hope, fine. That's the review of the music. It's fine. Yeah, hopefully we have more. <laughs> we really sound like professional reviewers now. It's fine. It's good. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Mm-hmm. We've only done 170-something episodes of this. What do we know? <sighs> yeah, if you want more than that from us, I don't know what to tell you. But speaking of that, let's let's get into the big uh dinosaur bones of this episode and let's get into the gameplay let's get into it how's a dinosaur there nice yeah so this to me is of course where most games where this game i feel stands out it's a platformer slash, would you call it an action platformer? Because you are constantly yes. shooting that. Well, shooting is a weird word to use, but uh, you are beating up enemies, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, you have a projectile most of the time. You, yeah. you, you won't have a projectile most of the time. We'll put it that way. But the controls are fairly simple to learn oh, yeah. and get into. Uh, you got uh, two of the buttons jump, two of the buttons attack. Uh, a short attack uses your club, which you always have on you. Uh, but projectiles is for further away enemies, but you still push the same button to do that. Yeah, it's, it's really only a two-button game. It's just Super Nintendo has four buttons, so they let you use them both. Yeah, uh, but you can do a super jump, which is just hold, pushing up as you jump, and you can do a roll attack, which is uh, over twice, I think. Yeah, something over like twice that. in either yeah. direction. And that's kind of it, unless I'm missing something. Uh, did you say up and jump is the high jump? Yes, I said that, yeah. Okay, yep, you're, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all there is to it. Uh the i only play did you play single player i played the first level single player okay so i only played it with with us both it's the only way i've played it um there were enemies constantly which i expected was that how it is with the single player it is yeah there's yes constant wave of enemies when you hit one there's always another one waiting for you it seems like yeah uh the the bright side on this is the enemies don't knock you back but they can still hurt you really bad yeah. if you're trying to make a, a platform uh, and they're on the edge of it they'll hit you and it kind of stops you for a second yeah and then you'll just fall to your death <laughs> uh the platforming is where this game is kind of hit or miss for me it, it does this thing where 
even if you know a platform's there, if it goes off screen and you land there, it, it just kills you. It's just a, it's, it's yeah. just a death, despite the fact that there that you know that there's something to land on there. So the arcade version and the Genesis version didn't have a lot of platforming, from what I understand. This was the big change they made for Super Nintendo to make it feel like more of a home game, you know, like you know, more of a Mario game, I guess. And I do, I don't hate the platforming, but it's definitely where you feel like, okay, this is not a Nintendo or Rare developed game. This is not quite that polished. <laughs> yeah, and the jumping is, how would you describe the jumping? It's very, um, it's not nuanced at all. Like you're, you're kind of just, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel fluid. It feels like it's, well, I guess it feels like they're cavemen. Like they're very janky about it. Yeah. It's not that it's not precise, but there's there's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no increments. It's like you're doing it or you're not doing it. There's not yeah. a lot of nuance to it. And you can like change direction in midair. Yeah. You can do that. But the, it's not subtle. Want, there we go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. If you want a good indicator of how the platforming is, there's one level that's like the cave level that has these spikes and stuff that requires precise platforming, honestly. And uh, let's just say Trevor and I lost a lot of life. On those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, this reminded me a little bit of double dragon two, where we lost almost all of our lives due to falling, not due to yeah. enemies, not even yeah. the bosses, the bosses killed us some, but. And also there's two, two player modes. <laughs> and we decided to choose the one where we thought we could help each other because you can jump on each other and reach higher levels and areas that way, which you can do that. And that part's really fun. But the very frustrating thing about that is they apparently thought to even it out, they would make it where you could hurt each other and hurt yourself, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we did quite often. <laughs> so there's two-player mode, and then there's super two-player mode. And the difference is you can hit each other in the super two-player mode. <laughs> I mean, where do they come up with that name? Yeah, but no, uh, but that's what surprised me most, though, about the quote-unquote super mode is I shot a fireball up, and it's kind of cool because your weapons will come back down if you shoot them up. And you can hit enemies like on the way down with the projectile. Yeah. But Johnny's like, you just hit yourself with that fireball. And then I had to test it and he was right. You can hit <laughs> yourself with your own projectiles, which is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> also, in this quote unquote super mode, when you jumped off a high ledge and landed on my head, you hurt me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I should have just given me a lot of bonus points because that's a pretty great jump. Yeah. You know? But no. the Super Nintendo version, apparently, that's something they added this idea of riding on enemies or boulders. Yeah. Um, because there's more platforming, like for example, if there's a flying pterodactyl, you can actually jump on it and ride it. Um, whereas, like in the Genesis and arcade version, you jump on them, kill them, like Mario style. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I do think that the super mode for at least one boss that we saw broke the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the woolly mammoth. Yeah. The woolly mammoth. We broke that boss uh, just because you got to hit him in a certain area. And if you jump on, if one of you has a projectile that can reach a good while, like the boomerangs, and I'm sure we'll list the projectiles here in a minute. But uh, like all I did was jump on Trevor's head, and I just kept throwing boomerangs. He never touched us, and we just just destroyed him. <laughs> yep, he just did on my head the whole time. We just went the, we went to the left of the screen, and I just chucked uh, boomerang after boomerang. <laughs> it was an easy win. Uh, I think that's a good place to start. You just start as far as weapons. You start with just the club. Um, and it's exactly what it sounds like. And this is the only way you can, I think, hit each other is with the club. The projectiles don't hurt each other. Um, the weakest upgrade is the bone, and it just launches out like a, 
I don't know, Contra style, I guess. It becomes more of a Contra style game because you're shooting bones. And then there's the uh, fire, I guess, or boomerang, I guess, would be next. Yeah. I like the boomerang a lot because you can shoot it really fast and it seems to have a longer range. Yeah. I like um, the boomerang too. It's probably my favorite of all of yeah, them. Yeah. I think it's, so. Though it's not, it's by far not the strongest. And then there's the fire, which is incredibly strong. Oh, the basic caveman, by the way. One thing, again, apparently that was a change for the Super Nintendo version is the basic enemies are pretty much always one-hit kills in the original game. Yeah. Your basic cavemen that you see throughout this whole game take three hits with the basic weapons. Yeah. And it's a little rough because you've got two or three of them at you on at a time. But the fire takes them out in one hit, so it's very powerful. But the fire is so slow and has a short range that it's questionable if it's super useful. I, I don't yeah. know. I liked it. But then there's the wheel, which from the guy that I was watching that video on, he said that it's the best by far. Um, I guess it's the strongest. It's the strongest, and it also keeps rolling when you throw it, so yeah. you keep hitting enemies. Um, but and, the wheel is hard friend. to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did take out the enemy pretty quick with it, but I I don't know. I it's, I mean, it kind of works how you think that type of projectile would work, but I think I would prefer the fire or the boomerang personally. Yeah. If I can only have one, I might just take the boomerang. Yeah. For a boss fight, if I could switch to the wheel or the fire, I probably would. Yeah, but... we should have like a fire boomerang. That'd be cool. Oh, well, I just said something stupid. You can switch. Again, in addition to the Super Nintendo version. I do think some things I would prefer, honestly, the Genesis version or the arcade version. But one thing that's a good thing is if you press select, you can choose between your weapons in the Super Nintendo version. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't have known that. I think I must have looked at the manual because I would not have guessed that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, the another positive would be, well, at least in a two-player mode, I'm certain it does this in a one-player too. Uh, that once you die and use a continue, you actually start back uh, at that yeah. level. You don't lose that much progress at all. The only no. thing you lose is whatever weapons you had collected. No, and I, I should have looked this up. I assume it has battery backup. Um, I wonder if it does have battery backup, huh? I should have looked that up because yeah, you could just start back out pretty much at the start of the level where you're at if you die. And it it saves everything you've done. You start with no power ups. So like if you get the wheel and it's hard to get it back, you know, you'll not have the wheel. But yeah. But that being said, um I really do think with the Super Nintendo version, they did some things to make it feel more like a console game. There's a world map. It's Super Mario World style, but it's very basic. Um there's I bonus think levels. There's bonus levels which are Basically, it's five different mini games, or however many there are. I think it's five. The only one we unlock, you have to get a key to unlock them. Is at least that's what I assume it is. Um, and basically, the one we did, you're just collecting a bunch of chicken they're throwing from the sky, <laughs> a bunch yeah. of meat. Um, apparently, one of them was like a choose the egg game, and you choose the egg that has the power up or whatever. So they're just mini games, but otherwise, there's really no big point to the world map. Like I don't think it needed to be there, but I guess it's just, just a nice little addition. Yeah. yeah, it's just a little addition. Um, but but the best part of this game is uh, if you're playing two-player and, and one of you gets more points than the other, you get to get the kiss from the very attractive cave lady. Ah, you were supposed to watch the opening. I forgot. Oh, what is the opening? Do you remember? Just tell me now. Well, it involves cave babes. That's, oh, cave babes. Yes. that's. <laughs> I really should have let you watch it. Dang it. Um <laughs> Now, man, I gotta see if I can find the manual. But I will go and say, 
in the original version and the Genesis version, because Sega doesn't want Nintendo, don't, the cave babes, again, their word's not mine, are all kidnapped and tied up. And so like in the Genesis version, they're tied up when they come to you and, and you save them. To make the Super Nintendo version more family-friendly, they're frightened off. Oh, okay, yeah. So they're not yeah. tied up. But let's see if I can read the story in this manual. It probably won't be worth the effort. I bet it will. This is worth the wait. Especially since this thing holds it upside down. All right, it's pretty yeah. short. That is not a story. <laughs> that is definitely not a story. <laughs> it's already worth it. Let's see. There's got to be a story here, right? Oh, here we go. All right. If I can read it. Oh, boy. All right. And this is the cleaned up, quote unquote, family friendly Nintendo version. Again, the Genesis version, I think, is a little more extreme. Hey, dudes, the babes are missing. Back in the distant past, way back, like when rock and roll was just rock and fast food. Sorry, that they just need a punctuation there. When rock and roll was just rock and fast food was dinner you couldn't catch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, lived two cave dudes named Joe and Mac. Whether it was dinosaur demolition derbies, and then it says in parentheses, Tyron- Tyrannosaurus Rex. W R E C K. Exactly. Love it. Or paradactyl hang gliding, peeking the beak. I don't even get that. Peeking the beak. Peeking the beak. Okay. That was painful. It's another pun. Life for the boys is pretty cool. Cool, that is, until a bogus bunch of Neanderthal nerds crashed their village and scared off all the cave babes. So the nerds, I don't understand video game. The nerds are dinosaurs, though, right? Exactly. Who are the nerds? Is it supposed to be the other cavemen? Are dinosaurs nerds? (laughs) I don't understand video game makers in the 90s making games for nerds were always cutting down nerds. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Anyways. Uh, now, all the cave babes are out there somewhere, lost and lonely. It's up oh. to Joe and Mac to get them back. Oh, man. Very PC. Oh, man. Very much so. So, we saved quite a few cave babes today. Yep. And whoever, uh, it, it apparently keeps a tally. There's little green X's on the screen, and I didn't know what they were at first. But apparently, it's whoever gets the most hits in on enemies gets the kiss from the cave babe at the end. Yeah, worth but, it. Yeah. But yes, for our pickups. Because they're usually wearing a two-piece bikini. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hashtag checking desperate. Out, checking out that midriff. <laughs> that 16-bit midriff. <laughs> is that a belly button or just a pixel? It's hard to say. Oh, <laughs> is, that, is that a belly button or a pixel? Or are you happy to see me? No one knows. But uh, speaking of uh, not that. There's really no other pickups, right? It's just lives, health, and, and uh, cave babes. And, and cave babes. <laughs> yeah. Pick up the cave babes. And yeah, power-ups. That's it's as simple as could be. Yeah. But again, another. I know a lot of differences between the two, just looking it up. And I wish in a different time that we could have played the Genesis version too. But you know what? I might. I might. This isn't a promise. I might do that for a bonus Patreon episode. Um is maybe compare it to the arcade or Genesis version. Maybe, I don't know. But one other difference... Or or we could just play the second one, that's true. One other difference is there's branching paths sometimes in the arcade and Genesis version. Whereas this one, you just finish level and that's it. Yeah, this one's kind of linear. Yeah. But there just isn't much else to say. It is what it is. It's 
more platforming than the arcade version, but it's still, I would say, as much action as platforming. Yep. It's, I don't know. I don't think it quite feels like an arcade game, though. It's, it's an odd it beast. No. If, some, if you played if you played the Super Nintendo version and you didn't know about the arcade, you wouldn't even think that it had an arcade cousin or whatever you would call no. it. No. Or brethren or whatever. It's a very odd choice. Like, the Super Nintendo definitely could have handled the gameplay of the arcade version. But I think they really wanted to make it more of a home console game. Yeah. I don't know if that was a good choice or not. I guess we'll find out in our reviews. But it definitely doesn't quite feel like an arcade game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else before we get into our final scores? I don't really think there is. There's, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, that, that, that is the game. That's the gameplay. There's no nuance here. Again, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but there is no nuance. Yeah. So, final reviews. Uh, will we make some Joe Mac fans happy or angry? Let's find out. Let's get into it. I'll go first. <clears throat> All right, I'm very curious what you think of this game. It, uh, by the way, it's games like this that I'm way more curious about, where I don't know how either of us really feel about it. <laughs> yeah, I think the important question we have to ask is: Is this better than Final Fantasy VI? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> the The best way I could summarize this game is: Is exactly. If you watch a video of it and you think it looks fun, then it's fun. There's nothing hidden. There's no hidden depths. Despite the fact that the Super Nintendo version doesn't really feel like an arcade game, it's still as simple as simple can be. Um, I will say, I think that maybe I would prefer the arcade version. I'm pretty sure I would. And by extension, maybe the Genesis version. Because the platforming is kind of the weak link. Although I don't mind it. I don't hate it. But it's kind of the weak link a little bit. It's no Mario Brothers as far as the platforming. We'll put it that way. Um, it's, but the action kind of makes it... The action focus makes it more fun than just a mediocre platformer. Like we played We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. I mentioned All Real Monsters. When I think mediocre platformers from this era, those are two that come to mind. The action focus puts this way above those to me and, and fun factor. The other thing that puts it way above is it's two-player simultaneous play. Um, that is not the norm for this kind of game. That being said, I'm only going to sign at one score, but I honestly think for a single player only experience, it would just barely get a six for me. Like it's above average, but not much as a two player experience. I think it's on the high end of a six, maybe even a seven. So I want to go 6.5. But it's one of the more fun 6.5s we played. It's just there's not much to it. And it's kind of sloppy, but it's fun. It's a 6.5, but it's one that I would actually suggest playing. It's not like a hesitant 6.5. It's it's fun. You should play it. It's just don't expect greatness. Yeah, I, you didn't say anything that I disagreed with. All of it was pretty much what I was going to bring up. Uh, the platforming is its weakest part, though it does that okay. Uh, there's other games that we played that did platforming way worse than this. But uh, it's definitely its weakest link as far as the gameplay goes. Uh, the action stuff is way more fun. The fact that you can play two player at the same time to me 
really sets this game apart, like you said. That's and 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 I've said many times, uh, fun factor is a major point for me in, in video games. And uh, I mean, if you have a game where you can play with your buddy at the same time, it's just going to be more fun, right? Oh, it yeah. just is. So I really enjoyed this game. It was good enough to make me want to play the sequels. Check those out. Uh, so I'm going to give this. I was thinking the same thing as you, a six and a half. Really, really enjoyed it, but I could easily be talking to a seven, and I wouldn't be mad about it. Me too. It's a two-player only experience. I feel like a seven's more fair, but I'm rating the whole package a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to give it a six and a half. I also enjoyed it quite a bit. So this is retro bliss approved. We played it on the Nintendo Switch Online, the cheap online, not the. You can play it on the cheap online. You don't have to get the expansion. Yeah, it's a SNES, whatever it is. SNES game on there. Yeah, uh, it's the cheaper online version. You can play it. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and it played pretty well on there. So, Yeah. And, Johnny, by the way, if you're curious, I'm positive that 6.5 is what I gave Final Fantasy VI, and I think it's higher than what you gave it. So there yeah. we go. <laughs> I had more fun with this. <laughs> just, that's just the truth. We really need to let that go. We're just bringing up old wounds, but we're probably yeah. not going to. It's really more of me making fun of myself. That, oh yeah, uh, a game that I know everybody loves that I just couldn't get into. All right, okay. So, uh, Trevor, I think it's time for us to just roll a uh, dinosaur-sized commercial. Godzilla wasn't real. King Kong wasn't real. Jurassic Park wasn't real. This is see how real dinosaurs lived or didn't. Stories. Dinosaur Planet, a two night event starting Sunday at 8, only on the Discovery Channel. All right. Uh, of course, since we're doing this last minute, we do not have any fan feedback. Uh, <laughs> but go to our uh, Facebook page. We do have where you can uh, provide feedback for uh, the next game that we will <laughs> cover, unless one of us gets sick. Uh, you know, that being, of course, Metal Slug X. I keep wanting to say gear after metal every time. I got to, you know, just because Metal Gear is the, when I say Metal, I think Gear automatically. But it does mean that it's time for the Obelisk Aquarius. IMDb game. I looked up a bunch of caveman movies. And I could go with the easy ones or I could go with Teenage Caveman. This movie came out in 1958. It's one hour and five minutes long. It's Roger Corman's post-Holocaust. It is about an adolescent tribesman who dares to explore the feared forbidden zone. It's free on Tubi, by the way, side note. Trevor, on IMDb, which is out of 10, what did Teenage Caveman score? If you get within 0.5, it is yours. Do you have it pulled up to tell me how many ratings it got? It's okay if you don't. I just have the actual rating. I don't okay. know how many, how many it has. Uh, well, I've certainly never heard of it. So within 0.5, I think it'll be safest to go with 6.7. Oh, Trevor, my dear boy, a 3.5. Holy cow. Okay, must be a good one. That makes me want to watch it a little more if I'm being honest. Yes, me too. 
If it was around the middle of the road, I wouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, Johnny, there was not much on Wikipedia that was interesting to me for Joe and Mac. So I went with the Mac part of Joe and Mac, and all of mine are Mac and Cheese questions. <laughs> these are all these are all uplifting for humanity as well i'm just going to say that all right so what is the world record for one person eating an entire box of craft mac and cheese uh you have to get within 20 percent. i thought that was fair and i'll do the math so what is the amount of time the world record uh, for somebody eating an entire box of mac and cheese, craft mac mean, and cheese. Does that mean the fastest time they did? Yeah, how long did it take them? One person. Oh, man. And we're talking like a normal-sized box of mac and cheese. Yeah, uh, I'll go and say this is part of a future question that you need to know this anyways. They claim to be two and a half servings, but I know that some people definitely eat a whole box in a sitting. Yeah. But, um, man, I'm going to go. There's people that can eat food fast. And if they're going for the record, I know they're doing it super fast. I want to go with sixty-five seconds. <laughs> uh, no, you're not quite within twenty percent. It's thirty point five seconds. Good God! <laughs> yeah, thirty seconds. The, a huge bowl of mac and cheese right down. How do they not choke? You got to chew it a little bit at least. That's what I want to know. But all right, so zero for zero. Your question. Trevor, the next movie is 1970s Trog. It is a... It's what it's called. I do not know if the game is based on it or vice versa. But this movie is called Trog. Graded PG from 1970. An hour and a half long. An anthropologist works with her subject in Ice Age. Oh, good Lord, I don't know that word. Troglodyte. No, I think I got it. Uh, Found (laughs) in an English cave. What did Trog score out of 10? Well, this, I honestly want to watch this just from that description and the name. Um, it cost you $1.99. <laughs> uh, how bad do I want to watch it? That's the question. <laughs> I want to go with a straight seven. It is a 3.9. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if you went for intentionally terrible rated ones or if it just happened to be this way. I'm going at ones that, that just sound like I would want to watch them because they're terrible. And of course, they're all terrible, yeah. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, this next question is definitely – an uplifting question. So Oprah Winfrey once confessed to what? Because her movie Beloved was less successful than The Bride of Chucky. So Oprah Oprah did this thing involving mac and cheese after her uh-huh. movie was not as successful as The Bride of Chucky. Did she A, drink three cheese packs from three boxes of Kraft macaroni in one sitting? Did she B, buy a year's supply of mac and cheese off eBay? Or C, eat 30 pounds of mac and cheese. I'm going to go with A, because that sounds the most pathetic. <laughs> it seems more possible than the correct answer. She claims she ate 30 pounds of mac and cheese. Ah, uh, she's just exaggerating. Yeah, that seems impossible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Your last one, Trevor. The movie is 1958's Monster on the Campus. It's an hour and 17 minutes long. Uh, a college professor acquires a newly discovered specimen of a prehistoric fish. Trevor, what is the IMDb of Monster on the Campus? And it's free on Tubi. So I've been way over on all these. This is my quite chance to get one question right. Yep. I'm going to go 5.6. It is a 5.8, Trevor. You yes. got it right. Yeah. 
Oh, I nailed it almost. Yeah, you well, I got one. directly on there. So the best you can do is tie, man. It'll be a pathetic one-to-one tie if you do. That's what I'm talking about. It's kind of what this episode is. Let's do it. This one I think is fairly easy, but you have to get it exactly right because it's not a huge number. Okay. Um, one box of Kraft Mac and Cheese, which is supposed to be two and a half servings, but let's be honest, one person usually eats the box. Um, has 875 calories. How many McDonald's McDoubles could you have for the same calories. All right. So calorie wise, how many McDoubles would it take to equal one box of mac and yeah. cheese? Mm, I'm going to go with two. You're right. Two with enough calories left over for a handful of French fries. There we go. Yep. So yep. McDonald's is healthier than yep. mac and cheese. It's only 400 calories for a McDouble. <laughs> <laughs> I should know because I've eaten about a thousand of them. <laughs> but uh, you laid off the mac and cheese. That's why you're looking yep. suave today. Hey, that's it. Yep. <laughs> it's not because I've lost 30 pounds of fluid in the last 24 hours. <laughs> All right. Well, on that very positive and beautiful note, I win. It's one to one, right? Oh, I thought I got two of yours. Did I only get one. No, you're wrong about Oprah and you're over on the person eating the mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just so used to winning here lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a title of your book. I'm so used to winning here lately. Yeah, because that's the truth, right? Yeah. <laughs> Those sarcasm evolved. Uh, thank you, Blisters, for uh, joining us. Uh, we promise, we hope, well, I don't want to say promise. We <laughs> hope next time uh, we'll both feel good enough to actually meet in person to record Metal Slug X. So look forward to that. And, of course, the next Pocket Reviews is going to be a lot of fun. We're doing the first Kirby game. So uh, join us there. Uh, we very much appreciate each and all of you Blisters out there. You guys are awesome. Uh, for Trevor, I'm Johnny. Until next time, uh, psh, I, I don't know. Trevor wore it like a dinosaur to take us out. Take the advice from a couple of troglodytes and eat mac and cheese until you pop. Roar. <laughs>